I was sexually abused. I was raped. I started using drugs at the age of 15. I was molested as a child. I was an alcoholic. I tried meth for the first time at 12. I was a compulsive alcoholic. Um, I lost my kidney smoking crack. Hello and welcome to Her Addiction. My name is Pam George and I am a pastor at Victory Church here in Metairie and I'm also the assistant director at Mary Song. Mary Song Restoration Center for Women is a women's rehab located in Metairie. And today I'm here to talk to you about addiction and how I coped with being married to an addict for 24 years. Today I want to start out with a scripture in Psalms 19.10 in the Passion Translation. It says that the rarest treasures are found in his truth. That's why I prize God's word like others prize the finest gold. Nothing brings the soul such sweetness as seeking his living word. I'm going to come back to that scripture in a few minutes. But I just want to share uh, a little bit about my situation and how I was married to an addict for 24 years now. Uh, let me just say, when I got married, neither one of us was saved when we got married. I drank sociably, hung out with my friends, but I never used drugs. But I was in love with a man that did. And he, I knew he drank. I knew he had a drinking problem, but I married him anyway. In fact, he was drunk on our wedding day. However, I didn't know about the drugs at the time. And as time went on, it just got worse and worse. And when a person is addicted to drugs or alcohol or any kind of uh, substance abuse, you know, they're no longer the person that you know. You know, they literally turn into someone else. And, you know, so I no longer knew my husband. I no longer, you can say I can no longer had a husband because really, you know, he, it, it just stole everything from him. He was just not there emotionally or mentally. And most time physically, he wasn't there. He was never home other than to just come home and get a meal and go to sleep and go back to work. He did work a full time job. He kept the job. But there were times when I didn't even know where he was for days at a time. And I also never knew when he, if he was going to come home with his paycheck, it was a mess. It was a whirlwind. Um, addiction steals and robs you of everything. It robs your marriage. It robs your family. It robs your health. It just takes everything. Um, and there were times when, you know, he would loan out his truck or our car and for drugs. Um, he depleted our bank account. He demolished two vehicles um, driving drunk. He had three DUIs in a two-year span, so he had a felony charge. He was on probation for two years and six months house arrest, but that didn't stop him. It was just one thing after another after another. So let me go back to the scripture so I can share with you what happened and how God um, helped me uh, through that. In Psalms 19.10, in, in the Passion Translation says again, let me read this again. He says, the rarest of treasures are found in his truth. The word of God is truth. That's why I prize God's word like others prize the finest of gold. I found a treasure when I found the word of God. When I became born again and I began to read the word of God, I found the greatest treasure that's better than any treasure then in finest goal, anything you can find, anything you can have, the word of God became my life, became my treasure. And it says nothing brings the soul such sweetness 
as seeking his living word. Notice the word sweetness. The word of God, there's a sweetness in the word of God. The word of God is living. And it says, as you're seeking the living word, I begin to seek the Lord in his word. And I came alive. The word of God gave me life. I wasn't living at the time before that. I was just existing, existing in this situation, existing in this marriage. And then God came along and his word began to give me life. And I I became born again. And, you know, you might be saying, well, I, I read the Bible, but I don't even understand what it's saying. I don't understand when I read the Bible. I don't understand the words on the page. Well, in the um, the message translation in John 3, 3, it says that. You have to be born again. And I just want to read this to you from the message translation. It says that Jesus said, you're absolutely right. Take it from me. Unless a person is born from above, it is not possible to see what I'm pointing to, to God's kingdom. Jesus is saying it is impossible unless you're born from above, unless you're born again, unless you have a rebirth. You won't even understand what the word of God is saying. Jesus is saying, I'm pointing you to the kingdom of God. I'm pointing you to eternity. And that's what happened to me. I became born again and my spirit man became alive. And I began to understand that the Bible, what it was saying and and how I could have life, eternal life. And I begin to experience the love of God and the peace of God. You know, you can't get it with your own intellect and your own mind and your own abilities. You must be born again. You just have to let Jesus come into your heart and your mind and let him be the Lord and Savior of your life. You know, and maybe you're saying, well, Pam, you know, you prayed. You accepted the Lord. You know, what happened? What happened to your husband? Well, unfortunately, my marriage ended in 2010. Well, you know, you're born again, you prayed, you know, your marriage didn't turn out right. You know, it didn't happen the way that I wanted it to happen. And it didn't happen the way I planned. However, in the midst of the whirlwind, in the midst of the chaos, let me tell you, God met me. God filled me. God changed me. God saved me. I became born again in 1992. I discovered the word of God. I discovered that it is a living word and it made me alive. It gave me peace. It gave me joy. I found the love of my father, God, in his word. And throughout all of that craziness and the, the things that were happening with the drugs and, you know, him never coming home and me never knowing where he's where he is from day to day. God kept me and he didn't let me fall. He kept me here. I am today in 2020 and God's still keeping me, you know, in all of that, you know, something beautiful did come out of that and it was me finding the Lord in the midst of it and me not only finding the Lord and finding the word. I found a community in a church here at Victory Church. The women of God surrounded me and loved on me. If you're not in a church, get in a church where the word of God is being taught and get around women of God that can love you and hold you by the hand and walk you through it. You know, I got married in 1986. I surrendered my life to the Lord in 1992. I became born again. And the other beautiful thing is in this, all of this craziness, um, I have three beautiful children and a granddaughter. And now I have a son-in-law. My children are doing well. They're living well. I raised them in this church. Even though they were in the midst of all of that craziness, God kept them. 
and he kept me. God told me in the midst of all of that, he said, I'm going to take what's been torn and I'm going to make it beautiful. And he did. He made it beautiful. He gave me a beautiful life, even in the midst of the ugliness and midst of the horrific things. God came and he made it beautiful. You know, yes, addiction, you know, it, it tears your family apart, you know, and if that's you and your addict and you have a family, I ask you today to surrender your life to the Lord and let him become Lord over your life and discover the word of God and begin to read your Bible and pray and have a relationship with God and and, and um, let God take this and make it beautiful. You know, in the end, you know, my family was torn apart and my marriage did end. But you know what? That was not the end because Jesus has the last word. And if you're listening here today, my friend, I just want to encourage you and I just want you to tell you that Jesus, he wants to take what's been torn and he wants to make it beautiful. He wants to take the worst addiction that you have or anyone in your life has. And he wants to in in return, he wants to give you himself. He wants you to know him as your Lord and your Savior, and he wants you to be born again. He wants you to have a new birth. And this other scripture I want to share in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16a, the first part of that verse in the New Living Translation, it says that we don't have to approach timidly or feel awkward. We can come before him with confidence, assurance, and boldness. When we pray this way, then we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. That's what God does. He comes and he gives you help. You just have to call out to him and say, help, Lord, I need your help. I cannot do this on my own. He says that you can come to him with confidence and assurance and boldness and pray and receive mercy and grace and help. When you need it most, when you in that kind of situation, you need God the most, you know, in a in a situation like that. And maybe you're still in that situation or maybe you are now grieving over the loss of your marriage and the loss of your family and has been ripped apart. And now you're grieving and it's OK. It's OK to grieve. Give yourself time to grieve. But the Lord wants to come in and he wants to live inside of you and he wants to give you joy. He wants to give you peace. He wants you to experience his love and his forgiveness. He wants you to be born again, to have a new birth, to experience the sweetness of his presence and the sweetness of his word. And if you're not born again today, I just want to lead you in a prayer. If you would just pray with me before we close out, you might be saying, you know, I just want God to fix it. I just want God to save my marriage. I just want God to change my spouse. Well, my friend, God wants to do even more than that. God wants to come in and change you. He wants to give you life. He wants to change you. He wants to you to know him. He wants you to experience his love today. And like it says in Hebrews 4, you will find grace to help you when you need it the most. God is here to help you. Let's pray together. Say this with me. Lord, I need your help. I realize I can't do this on my own. I invite you, Lord, to come inside my heart. Lord, I need you to come and live on the inside of me. I am a sinner and I need a savior. 
Lord, come and save me. Lord, I believe you died for me. I believe that you rose for me. I believe that you're coming back again for me. And I receive your forgiveness in my life. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Today, I am born again. From this day forward, I want to live for you. Lord, come and fill me now. In Jesus' name, amen. I thank you for listening today. I pray that you pray this prayer with me sincerely. And that you know what? Go pick up your Bible and begin to read it and begin to spend time with the Lord in his word every day. And I'm telling you, you will have life and life more abundantly. God bless you. We love you. And Jesus loves you. And he has an awesome plan for your life. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast with her addiction, please um, comment on it. And um, we will see you again next week. God bless. I am redeemed. I've been set free. And he who the sun sets free is free indeed. Now I have hope in the future. I'm a child of God. I'm loved. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am more than a conqueror by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony.